Hello and welcome to another episode of the Watching Moon Podcast. I am your host, Ducky, and I am here with my two good friends and co-hosts, Ethan and Michael. Say hello, guys. Hi. Hello, hello. Now, you might be wondering, what is it? This is a Christmas miracle. Two podcasts in one week? Well, let me tell you, it is. This is our Christmas special. We, we said we were going to um, watch Mad Max, but we, we decided to change it up a bit, and we decided to do a much-loved Christmas classic, The Muppets Christmas Carol. Yay! Bad Kermit voice. Yeah. Bad Kermit voice. Now, just a heads up to anyone listening, I may cut out I am on the worst internet in Australia at the moment, but that's okay. The show must go on. It's running off is the flight. Tasmania oh. ca- is, is, does Tasmania count as Australia, or is it its own separate thing? Because I think you might get worse internet in Tasmania. Let's not go there. <laughs> um. Anyway, so we all watched this movie. Um. I don't think I brought my DVD, which is okay because I think we all know what it's about. And I'm going to, I am going to give you guys the my memory version of what this movie is about. Okay. Do, do you want background I, I music actually, again, too? Before, before we do that, I actually want to ask really... I want to ask you, you two. What, is, what was the first version of The Christmas Carol that you've seen? Probably this. So that so that, does, so that can include, like, you know, TV TV specials or, you know, plays that you've, that you've had to participate in or whatever. Honestly, probably this. Okay, this I... one? It'd either be this or the Flintstones one. Okay. For me, it would have been the Mickey's Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, that's the other one I think people say a lot of too. It's yeah. um, a very popular one. That one came out in the 80s? Anyway. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, it's, a, it's a good point though. Everyone's seen this movie. We all know what it's about. We all... It's you know it's it's just one of those movies. It's, it's a Christmas classic, and instead of come picking a movie that we haven't seen before, we figured we'd pick one that everyone's seen and just have enjoyable time talking about it. So um, okay, okay, it came out of eighty three. Wow, I was pretty eighty three. Wow. All right, so so as we know, this is my off the you know off the head idea of what this movie's about. This is what the back of the DVD would say if I wrote a DVD. So I'm not a DVD guy. Um, okay, do, so... Do you want background music uh, again? Yes. Kermit D. Frog stars in A Christmas Carol. Ebenezer Scrooge is an angry money-keeping guy who is... No, the music's really distracting. Let's just leave it at that. We know what it's about. All the angry guy with, um... Keeps a lot of money, gets haunted by three ghosts net, on net. Christmas Eve, and then wakes up a new man. And that's the entire movie. All <laughs> right. Good <laughs> talk. Good talk. <laughs> yeah, last episode. Um, I do really like Muppet movies. I, I don't understand why they went out of fashion. But, like, even coming into this, I love the fact that, um, that like, you've got, you know, Bob Cratchit played by Kermit the Frog. And you know, like, like they treat them like real actors. I like that. That's I think it's fun. <laughs> that's that's so. There's a number of memes about you know Muppet movies. Uh, that's actually one of my favorite memes about this one. Is the reason why this movie is so good is uh, 
uh, Michael Caine treats them as fellow actors, but then Muppet Treasure Island, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Tim, Curry. Tim Curry. Tim Curry treats them as 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 uh, he's he's a Muppet. <laughs> he he does like they do. I mean, look, it gets a little Muppety in some points with him, um, but overall, you know, I do agree. He treats them like fellow actors, and, and I think it works well because they the whole way they're portrayed is as actors on their own. They're actual real characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, there are some some conceits that have to be made with the production because these are Muppets. Um, but, because, like, you know, it's like, you know, the set feels like everything is kind of... It's scaled a slightly wrong in terms of, like, because you need to have it scaled for the Muppets, but they're their size proportions in terms of like you know their arm length to body height is not like what a, would be for a person so when you have your physical actors next to the muppets next to a prop that is not handled by hand like you know a piece of wall or a window it feels like okay you're too tall for that yeah but also, it's it's Muppets. Everyone knows it's not scale. Everyone no, just... and it works so well. Everyone just buys into it. Yeah, no, everyone yeah. buys into that. Like, if you're passive, if you're passively watching this movie, like you're going to completely glaze over that. But like, if you if you're someone who is just like, no, wait, something feels off for this. Like, that's what you're going to find. Like, you... so so what like, you're I saying just... is. Is if you take notes for a podcast, you're gonna notice this stuff more. <laughs> I may or may not be saying that. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I do. Though I don't have any. I don't think any negatives for this movie. I was. I love it. It's. It's. It's a classic. The, I. The 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 version the version that you that you watched um was um. Was it the one with the extra song, or was it the one with the cut song? What's the extra song? So there, so the song that is cut, depending on like which year your DVD came out with, um, was uh, the um, the song by the song by uh, Ebenezer's. Um, Ebenezer's uh, fiance, the one that she sings. Um, yeah, no, when that was cut. Oh, okay, interesting. Why is it cut? Tell me more. Um, I I think it was cut because because it was cut in the original VHS like it was cut in the original VHS release, and then when they transferred the film to the dvd um they restored it but on reissuings of the dvd they actually had it cut again and i don't know why because it's because it's probably like you know something that sounds like a lot of work for no reason yeah it's yeah. I don't know. I, you know, it's funny that we you know we've moved from a not musical last week to a real musical this week, and I forget every time I watch his movie that it's a musical. The only song I ever remember is the Marley and Marley song 
which is the best song in the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just forget this movie's a musical. Even though it's a Muppet movie and it's, you know, it's pretty obvious it should be a musical, I just forget. Because it's, it's brilliant. Like, like, should it have been a musical? It was. Because I'm, because it's, because... It I is mean, a like, musical. Yeah, but, like, should it have had that many songs? Yeah, like, it's a Muppet I'm... movie. They always do. It's, it's got an 82-minute runtime, alright? If you cut the songs out, it goes down to, like, 60. That's being generous. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, look, I, I think it's fine as a musical. I don't think any of the songs are particularly memorable, but I think that's pretty standard for um for uh, Muppet movies too. They're not Disney with all their standout songs. I mean, they they're are not Disney, Disney that have you know, not chart, Disney. that have chart toppers yeah. that you hear your kids singing for three months. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but they still, I think it works, and it shows how musicals can be done in a way that doesn't annoy too many people. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to jump into one of my hard questions. All right. Okay. Okay. And and I I just this was asked: Is Scrooge Jewish? And my reasoning. What the for, f- reason. Oh, hear me. Hey, 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 hear me out. Hear me out. This is a Christmas movie. You've got a man who um who is is you've got to remember this is a Dickens novel. Okay. Um, he doesn't celebrate Christmas. Again, Jewish, not celebrating Christmas. Is Ebenezer Scrooge a Jewish character? Um, if I want to be like super, like actual, like reading in the text, the author is not dead. Um, Scrooge went to a boarding school, and I know that one of the stipulations for admittance into a boarding school was Catholicism. All right, okay. so no. Okay, well, they met, they met, he does mention that, you know, he mentions God in part of it and all that type of stuff. No. I just wasn't sure the time it was written to and the Christmas movie. Ducky's being anti-Semitic. <laughs> oh, we're going we're gonna to cancel you, Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wish them all a happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> um... uh, no, I was just curious about the character himself. That's all. And I, you know, it's it's a lot of that is that um because one of the notes I've got here is this is this could be a Shakespearean story. It's that good. It's that well done. And you know, and I I would think I was drawing a lot from a lot of Shakespeare's works, which I know was two hundred years before, roughly. But um, but I see you know how it fits in with a lot of what he did. Yeah. Okay. All right. This movie is about capitalism. I mean, yes, because, you know, you've got, you know, political economy of union workhouses and poor laws being in full vigor for the treadmills. Um, and population control. Yeah. Ah, this is an interesting take. Uh, what is? No, just, I'm reading I'm reading Wikipedia on Scrooge. Uh, there's some historians who think that Scrooge may have been influenced by Dickens's feelings on his father Ooh. Um, who was also a cold stingy and also loving Andy man Christmas. okay yep um, three girls. yeah um, the other is uh, Dickens uh, Dickens may have based his the character on Political, economist, 
Thomas Malthus, mm -hmm. uh, who is very um, do you, the poor, yeah, the poor, he, the poor deal with it because they're poor. The poor deal with it, and they're and you know because they they are poor because they are not exploiting everyone else as much as we are exploiting them. Correct. And so therefore, Correct. if you are being poor, that means you are being exploited. But if you are rich, that means you have been able to exploit anyone else, which is a sign of your good faith and virtue. Yeah. Because only you know a high lord, the high lord God would give you you know the benefit and means to exploit anyone if you are a good and virtuous person. I love how this movie ends. Just wanna, you know, we've got all this negativity, and this character is such a negative guy. That's the point, and the change in him is just throws all that out the window. So I like that, especially when you've got ideas like the poor and money and cold heartedness and all that type of stuff. I do have one more question about the setting, though. All right, did public holidays exist in Dickens's time? Yes. They did? Yes. And that's purely because they asked for Christmas Day off. And I'm like, well... And the and, and Kermit is like, well, that's generally... You get the whole day off for Christmas. And I didn't know if that's a modern thing that's been slipped into the movie or the fact that's something that actually existed back then. Yeah, because, I mean, but it's, like, but it's also like, you know... In, in like, you would, more, you would more likely be able to identify this because, you know, they're... Because we don't have here in the United States, we don't have bank holidays. Okay. We, we have, we have federal holidays and we have state holidays and the, and then depending on which one it is, it's like, you know, different institutions are open and closed and, but like private businesses, you know, they decide like how much they want to be open or not. Um, and I, I know because like, ugh, no, it wasn't Chaucer that I was reading, but like, definitely like, in older times than Dickens, there were holidays where it was like, no, th these are these are holidays because these are church days where people yeah. are not to be working. And I think oh, that yeah. was like, more days. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Those holidays with H O L I, not yeah. No H O L Y. No, because yes. no, because there As are no because days. some of, because some of the holiday because some of them are not, are more of like it is not in in particular for a feast or a saint it it is and it is not tied to the like sort of church's liturgical calendar but it was more based on the fact that when we kept time by farming there needed to be days where the fields were not worked in order to for something to happen like grain wise okay that's really interesting we, we are teaching our listeners very interesting they're getting things. some some kind of education do we want to they're getting some <laughs> uh do we want to get into the movie sure rather than the yeah. setting yeah. We, oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'll, just, I'll, I'll start with, with. Okay, I just want to say the um, Gonzo as um, as Dickens is brilliant. But what makes that even better as Dickens being in the movie is that he's the omniscient third person narrator. Mm -hmm. So I mean, he's you know, you know, which is great because you get that in a novel, but also, you don't normally get that in like in a 
you you are that role. The watcher is that person in the um is usually close to that being that person in a in a movie. Like they that stole, role really doesn't exist. They stole his outfit for the new Wonka movie too. Timothy Chalamet's <laughs> Wonka looks just like him. You tell me that I'm wrong. You can't. Um, I I have to say I do 100% agree, but I only just realized it there. <laughs> Uh, but no, it was just really cool having a an omniscient third person narrator as a as an actual character. I just thought that is a brilliant piece of storytelling. Well, of course it'd be, um, and it filled in the gaps. Oh, was that? Of course it'd be Gonzo. Of course yeah. it'd be Gonzo. If I Gonzo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. And and we've spoken a lot about Scrooge, but he puts on his his dressing gown in the movie. Mm-hmm. No, no, he doesn't put it on, sorry. He doesn't put it on. He sees it, and it scares him. And he's like, oh, it's my favorite dressing gown. How many dressing gowns do you guys own? None, but that was... That was that was for the time. Okay, my yeah. point I'm getting at here is, who owns enough to have a favorite? I mean, this is also, you know, 1800s. That was the equivalent of pajamas then, so... Yeah, I suppose, fair point. I don't know, it just was it was just such an off putting fight. Um yeah. but then we had the Marlies and, and Marley's perfectly perfectly cast. I mean, tell me someone who doesn't like Statler and Wardorf in the Muppets and I will tell them to stop listening to this podcast. Right? Mm. Is, can you can you think of anyone who would have played that role better? I mean, I the the strong problem for me is like I kind of don't know any any sort of like you know more vocal Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, I just, I just don't think you could have picked anyone. And if you think of the Muppet cast, the Muppet lineup, who would you else you've got to play that? Yeah. Does that no, make I, sense? I agree with that statement. I agree with that uh, statement. Um, and and their their ghost scene, their um, that 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 has aged incredibly well. It really the movie's has. Thirty years old. It really has, like the fact that there are bits there where you could just, think, you know, where they're ghosts, you can see through them, and in other bits they're obviously just puppets covered in flour or something. Yeah, but um, but it just it works so well. Like the yeah. the the, te- the um the technology required to get that ghost effect has aged amazingly. And I'm very very impressed with a movie that's thirty years old to do that. I mean, uh, no, uh, no, I don't have anything anything for that. Um. He was introduced too late. He was introduced too late. He's already got a role. Um, you, you've been, you, thank you, Ducky. You've now made me like look up every single Muppet and be yeah, like, alright. We can, we, can, we can just disagree with me. You don't have to like argue. It's Christmas time. Give some Christmas cheer. Christmas argue. Christmas. Well, I suppose that's very Christmas too, isn't it? We should be fighting. <laughs> um, I actually just purely on purely by looks, Sweetums I think would be would have would have could have been a, a different. I you know what? All right, all right, you got a point there. Like, because you know, I'm I'm just like I I don't like like I have not watched. Muppets, like that was not part of my childhood growing up. Like I know them just by association of like you know, like the Zenith 
the zenith osmosis. So it's like I know Sam the Eagle, I know Miss Piggy, I know Scooter, Standler Waldorf, um, I know Beaker and um, Honeydew, the the big bald yeah, brown yeah. guy. Um, I no. know Fozzie and Gonzo, and I think that's just about it. No, that's all good. Um, yeah, that's all right. Well, we'll have to watch more Muppet movies then for you to learn them more. <laughs> okay. Um, there's one thing. I want to. I sort of want to talk about the actual text of the Christmas, uh, uh, the Christmas Carol itself, because it's like, because like, okay, discounting all the Muppets, because you know they have to be, you know, ex- big exaggerations of characters that were in the text. We have Fred. We have Ebenezer Scrooge, which we've talked about a little bit. We've got mm-hmm. Fred, who is his nephew. Yep. We in and then like, I'm guessing depending on which printing maybe of the book we have Bell, who is his love interest from Fezziwig's party. We have uh, Fred's wife, which uh, Fred's yep. wife, and then we also have um, Fezziwig. Fozzy, uh, yeah, Fezziwig. Yeah, yeah, Fozziwig because he is Fozzy Bear, but it's Fezziwig. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so like those those characters like i like because because dickens didn't write you know just pop uh like he didn't write just for the sake of writing like he was writing in order to give political voice and also as social commentary on his times like i know none of us are like historians or anything but like what do we think that what do we think that like you know these specific characters um represent it for for like the the time i don't know like i don't are they much more than what they are i mean you've got okay so you've got you've got the love interest is the catalyst for um for i can do it in terms of the story like she's the catalyst of of um scrooge's downhill turn because if you're i'm basing this off the movie because i haven't read the book um because before that, he was pretty easygoing and pretty understanding, especially under Fezziwig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Fezziwig, I think, uh, takes the role of... He's more of business done not to make, you know, not not to make money, not to just, not just to be rich. He's more of a... Because he's happy to spend the money. He's not hoarding yes. it. Mm-hmm. Well, he he's almost Scrooge's polar opposite. Okay, could that have been because Fezziwig was maybe like doing, like maybe was representing like earlier time business people, where it's like you know the the point is not to be making money; the point is to be providing service. Uh, so are you are you saying that you think that Scrooge might be a metaphor for the Industrial Revolution? Probably. He, yeah, he would be because you know because the workhouses and debitor prisons like that came, those those quote unquote social reforms only came out when the Industrial Revolution was coming out and you had the massive you know worker exploitation. It's a fair idea. It's actually a really good thought when you think about it. I've yeah. actually heard this argument done for Lord of the Rings. I haven't heard it done for this. So, um, yeah, I don't know. 
I like that you you say you don't look deep enough into these movies, and then you come out and hit us with that. Yeah. I was just gonna come out and say the Ghost of Christmas Past is all about nostalgia. Yeah, that's that's accurate. Like, how happy was Scrooge as a kid? And she's showing all the positives, except for the part where he's, you know, love interest dies. Or leaves him, leaves him, doesn't die, leaves him. I think death would have been something that would have happened if they did it these days. It was a modern story. It's always death involved. Mm -hmm. I, um, okay. I, I thought it was a... I thought there's a really good attention to detail with the ghosts, though, because they all mention the time span. They all mention nearly 1,900 years or you know, over 1,800 years and all that yeah. type of stuff. And when you think about the history of Christmas being a Jesus birth thing, that is brilliant. That is a lot of thought that a lot of people may have, you know, forgotten when they watch this type of thing or read this type of thing. It's like, oh yeah, Christmas. Christmas has been around forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did, I did get a good laugh. Huge laugh, actually, when you've got, um, what's the bird's name again? He played the uh, headmaster. Uh, oh, he's... Sam. That was that was Sam that's Eagle. Yeah. That's one. That's one of them and, that I know. Yeah, and he's and he's you know he's the American <laughs> one, and he's and he's like business. That is the American way, and I'm like, and I know it's it's because that's what he always says. Everything's American, but I'm like, that is so accurate. Capitalism is the American way. <laughs> oh, so boy, I don't know if that go. was a dig or not. That's where he's, I'm stopping. He's, meant to, be, he's meant to be a parody of. I know he the is, American but it's just dream was perfect. Thing. Yeah, it I mean, he's, yeah, he's meant to be a parody of American jingoism. Oh, man. I'll tell you what, though, the second. I, I mean, guy yeah, is... every because cool. every everything will go back to it. It's all about American jingoism. Anyway, yeah. I was gonna say the second ghost. I'm pretty sure he cuts my hair. He is the spitting image of my barber. So I know what he does for the rest of the year. Okay. <laughs> you you um, got it. I, I do I do have a, a question, though. Like, oh, he dies. He dies. Every, he dies every Christmas. That's what the Ghost of Christmas Present does. But he's a ghost. So is the spirit and the ghost meant to be the same thing? Because they, they use the word interchangeably. But ghosts shouldn't be able to die, right? Okay, now, this is this is this oh, is taking me back to when I was in high school, school and yeah. we actually started a paranormal club in high school. <laughs> um, but like, so I think the distinction is that a spirit is one. I think spirit is sort of like you know the how far removed are you from the individual that is haunting it? Like if you. Like, if this, if it was, like, a family member, then they are a ghost. They are not a spirit. If it's someone who is, you know, who is, like, this is the person that, you know, owned my house before me, they are a spirit. Even though you are, the direct connection to them is, through, is you are, you have next lived in the house. So I think, I think that has, that has an is more of the distinction and that probably like transfers over to literature in terms of like ghosts are more personal and you know could flesh themselves while spirits are more sort of you know volatile like uh, volatile form and and not person I, I love that i throw the hard questions at you guys i don't think ethan does but i love that i do it mm -hmm. yeah, I um, no i 
You groan every time I ask something no, that's I... a little bit out there. It's because it's funny to me. Is he really the ghost of Christmas present, though? I mean, it's 2am in the morning, and surprise, it's Christmas Day! Doesn't that make him the ghost of Christmas future? Because it's, like, six hours in the future. No, I don't... Shouldn't he be just be the ghost of Christmas Day? He can be whatever he wants to be. He can, yeah, that's fair. You know, I do this joke every couple of years on, um, on, on Facebook. I get up, I put on my Facebook, oh, man... This is on Christmas Day. I, I had a horrible dream last night. I dreamt I was haunted by three ghosts. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> it's just a classic. Do you? Okay, so like you know, we we see we see at the end of the film. Like I I want to, I want to talk about you know the end of the film a little bit because yeah. it's like you know we 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 see that like you know like you know hey he's you know Ebenezer has had a change of heart you know he's dancing in the streets anymore you know and he's spending his money and like you know giving giving Bob Cratchit a pay raise and like, you know, he gave the toys to, you know, his kids and like, you know, he, you know, he gave to the charity. Um, but like, do we think that, and, and this is all, you know, more, more of us being like, you know, thinking about like, you know, what, what would he do afterwards? But like, do you think that Ebenezer Scrooge would like, you know, you know, after having these, the, these ghosts come and come and visit him, like, is he going to do enact any change? Or is he just going to be changing for those close that close by that he can you know see an effect? I think that's a good question, I, actually. No, it is. It is a great question. Um, I think the the thing is is I think and I, and I did wonder uh, when we hit the second ghost, what's the point of the third ghost if he's already starting to come around? And I think it's because they all tie together. So he's afraid of he saw how everyone's going to speak about him after he dies, and he realizes that and he's that people, the people he works with really don't like him. He, Ghost of Christmas Present, he saw that um his nephew is a bit of a really, you know, like they're, they're playing a game and they're, he's pretending to be him. Um, And then you go back to the Christmas past and he looks at all the happiness that came with him and all that. So I think with the connection and the memories all thrown together and the fact that he doesn't want to be hated... It's not that he wants to be loved, he just doesn't want to be hated. Then um, he might try to stick with it. and Because he, he knows the person he used to be. And then he probably even ties into the fact that's why he lost his new love in the first place. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, look, this movie probably needs a sequel. No, it, it really doesn't. <laughs> but, so like, you know, like, okay. It, so it's like, okay, yes, you're in London town. But like, like you know, it, okay, cool. He's he's given Bob Cratchit a raise, like okay, and he's donated some money to charity, like, and he's probably gonna be, you know, maybe he's gonna continue work as Cole. Maybe he's maybe he's gonna continue, you know, donating money to charity. But like, you know, is he going to be starting, you know, going to the House of Commons or you know the House of Lords? I don't know how England England does any 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 politics stuff. But like, Especially you know, is then. he going to be? Is he going to be, you know, like doing, you know, being a champion reformer for, you know, the political underclass? I don't see him being a reformer, but I wouldn't I'm be curious. surprised if he turns into more like Fozziewig, someone who made money but is happy to spend it and give his employees good times. Yeah. I don't think he's been through enough to change that much. Are, and even would, then, does would, he would, does he know would, how to change? Would, like, yeah. Uh, yep. Would, would would the Christmas would the spirits visit him next Christmas? No, no, they'll have to pick someone else. 
You only get one haunting a lifetime. What else are they going to show him? Uh, I mean, in so in the original, uh, the the summary on Wikipedia is Scrooge awakens on a on Christmas morning a changed man. He makes a large donation to the charity he rejected the previous day. Anonymous, anonymously sends a large turkey to the Cratchit home for Christmas dinner and spends the afternoon at Fred's Christmas party. The following day gives Cratchit an increase in pain, begins to become a father figure to Tiny Tim. From then on, Scrooge treats right. everyone with kindness, generosity, and compassion, embodying the spirit of Christmas. Okay, I have two questions there. One, is Tiny Tim his actual name, or is it a nickname? I don't know. I mean, I mean like, like, seriously, Tiny Tim. Hi, I'm calling my kid Tiny Tim, because he's short. Do you see my issue here? Like, it's it's a nice little name they've given him, but... I mean, I, <laughs> I, I mean, it's... It... I think it's Tiny Tim because they he was specifically to, you know, make a, like, be like, you know, he is tiny because he is young and he knows that he is going to die through his disease at this young age. So he he does, you know, the lines that he speaks are, are you know, are given the sort of gravitas of aged wisdom, but, like, they yeah. can't have him, they can't. Like, they need to be showing him as, like, no, he is tiny, so, but he speaks with wisdom beyond his age. Oh, fair enough. So. Um, and my other question, oh, sorry, yep. I guess, as, as I'm still reading, you know, Wikipedia, again, you know, it's Wikipedia, so it's a summary of a whole bunch of academic research, uh. <laughs> the, something of academic research. It's. I mean, you check. You look at the sources. It's not. Um, it's not as bad as it used to be. No, especially on stuff like this. Uh, yeah. The phrase "Merry Christmas" had been around for many years. Its earliest known written use was in a letter in 1534, but Dickens' use of the phrase in a Christmas Carol popularized it among the Victorian public. Um, in the early 19th century, the celebration of Christmas was associated in Britain with the countryside and peasant revels, disconnected to the increasing urbanization and industrialization taking place. Uh, historian considers that in A Christmas Carol, Dickens showed that Christmas could be celebrated in towns and cities, despite increasing modernization. The observance of Christmas Modern observance of Christmas in English-speaking countries is largely the result of Victorian-era revival of the holiday. So, how how long did Dickens die after the writing this book? I don't. Um, and my, my reasoning for this question is purely: Did he get to see his book have that effect? I don't know. Um, Dickens advocated a human humanitarian focus of the holiday which influenced several aspects of Christmas that are still celebrated in Western culture, such as family gatherings, seasonal food and drink, dancing, games, and a festive generosity of spirit. Yeah, three of them that visit you at night. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dickens died in 1870, and Christmas Carol came out in 43. Oh, wow, yeah. He most certainly saw saw it. Yeah, which is interesting. That is. Um, huh. yeah, well, my other question, and I think you guys have already answered it without saying, is have you guys actually read the book? I think well, I yeah, did in high actually, school. Yeah, I, I, I remember having reading it in my literature book in, I think, the seventh or eighth grade. So, like, we were, so this was primary school for, for you, Ducky. Um, but it wasn't, it was definitely an abridged <laughs> version because this was, like, maybe four, it was, like, 20 pages or something like it was it was not 
it wasn't as long. Okay. Okay. How long is the normal book? The the whole book? I assumed it's a full novel, like, you know, Tale of Two Cities or something like that. That's a good question. How long? See, I'm asking the good questions as well as the dumb stuff I come up with. For example, of dumb stuff, I kept looking at, like, the third ghost, and I'm like, I want to put my hand in his head. You know how he's got, like, the... the like the death head, the cow cloak. I'm like, I'd be wanting to put it's, my hand it's in a and novel. see if there's anything there. Okay. It's a novel. Uh, one of the publications I'm looking at on like Amazon, it's only like 106 pages. Okay, so it's a short novel. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was it was a short novel that he put he published into as five chapters, which were called staves because you know he wrote this for a newspaper. Oh, I can see this that done makes sense. In, yeah, I can see this done in in um in sections too because it works really well. You know, you'd have your before, then each ghost, and then the after. Yeah, uh, going off Wikipedia, so those the so the first stave ends um right after Marley's visit, and then and then stave two is the first. Yeah. And was then... all of Christmas past. Stave three was Christmas present. Four was yet to come, and then five is when he awakes on morning on Christmas morning. Yeah. And and this is exactly why I was able to compare it to Shakespeare because it felt like five completely separate acts that could all have worked in a play setting. I mean, the system is a show. Yeah, I know, but I'm only used to Shakespeare and that type of thing. I generally don't like old timey plays. That's fair. Yeah. And that's that's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm almost out of notes. The only other note I have is is um, and as again, if you've read the book, um, I don't know the third ghost. Is he meant to represent death, like the same design? Because that's what he appears to be in every TV rendition I've seen of this. That faceless death figure. I think he's mm. meant to be kind of a nebulous. Uh, pessimistic future. Okay. Well, death is the future for everybody. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, so, good news. I don't have an all the things they said this week because I went looking for it. I'm pretty sure anyone saying anything negative about this movie is trolling. Okay, I want to see. Mm. No, I oh. there there definitely has to be something bad. Um, uh, I went. I got something different. I got something different. Okay, I have a game. Oh God. There are two ways we can do this. All right. I've got five questions. I could ask the question, and you guys can chime in with your buzzers and answer, or one of you can go away. The first one gets the question. The second one comes back. I send the questions, and then we pick, uh, and the one with the most points wins. Oh nope! I I did find it. I did find a terrible review. No, it was garbage. It's trolling. I got a game, man. It's Christmas time. All right, oh, okay. all right, let's do it. All right, let's do it. So, how do you want to do it? Do you want to do five questions each, or buzz in? I don't know. Just do it. Just give us five questions. It. All right, I'm gonna. Right, you guys buzz in. I need a buzzer sound for each of you. <clears throat> now give me or... a, a word. <clears throat> You guys are horrible. So, so it's an er and er. Yeah. 
Just make it your names. Names are easier. Okay, fine. All right, give me give me a test one. Give me show me how many buzzer works. Ethan. Come on, press the button. Ethan. Yep. Me. All right, let's just do it. Yeah. All right. Okay. 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 First question. First question. In this movie. Ebenezer Scrooge was visited by how many ghosts? Ethan. Yes? Uh, it's four, right? Technically. Okay, do you want to try and read with a different answer, please, Michael? Do you have a different answer? No, it was four. The answer is five. Oh, that's right. There's... You've got the three ghosts, and it's the... Statler and Wardle for one. That's right. Yeah. The... All right. Uh, okay, yeah, they're... Yeah, they're... I was thinking more just Fine. general ghost visitations. I, I did say this movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, during uh, the Ghost of Christmas Present, when visiting the Cratchits, what were they cooking? Uh, Ooh, I, oh, no. Uh, uh, did you guys watch the movie? Yes. No, I, I, did. I did. Come on. Um, I watched it a while ago. Uh, I watched it earlier this week. Um, was it a turkey? No, they no, no they were they were the goose came with Scrooge, so I guess they were just having like a pot. No, actually, the turkey came with Scrooge. They were cooking a goose. Uh, that's probably what I was thinking. All right, what did Baker give Scrooge when uh, he given him the massive donation? In repayment, he gave him a pin. Beep, Michael. This, this is on Christmas Day. Yeah, on on Christmas Day, he gave him he gave him a, a pin. Yeah. Okay. Ethan, what was that? Yeah. He gave him his scarf. How are we not remembering any of this? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so so far, I'm just gonna check the scores. Okay, we've got Ethan on zero and Michael on zero. All right. How many kids did the Cratchits have? Awkward pause. <laughs> uh, is it four? It is four. Yay. It is four. I you got win. one. All right. I win. Last early. question. And I've made this one as the hard question because I thought you'd get the rest. Um, what was the bust closest to Gonzo and Rizzo during the school scene? Oh, what? <laughs> was it Dickens? It was not Dickens. All right, it Michael's... was Shakespeare. Oh, man. I've got to do more of these. We're going to start calling them. Have you guys been paying attention or something like that? I was watching the movie to enjoy the movie, not play 20 questions during the podcast. Only five. I even had bonus questions based off these questions if you guys got them all right. Yeah, well... Well, Ethan, Ethan wins this by a point. He does. One nil. Woo! <laughs> okay, so uh, that was interesting game. <laughs> uh... oh, Alright, so I believe we have come to the end of this episode believe we it have. It is nearly Christmas. Um, thank you everyone for listening. We hope you guys all have a very Merry Christmas. Enjoy this special episode. Now you're at the end. And we will be back next month. Touch wood. Um, 
with the movie we said we're going to do before. Please follow us on Facebook. Send us an email if you um want to get in touch, suggest a movie, whatever. Or just, yeah, just drop us a line. Um, this is Ducky signing out. Have a very Merry Christmas. I'm Michael. I'm signing out. And this is Ethan. Happy holidays, everyone.